you know, there are, are some people that have made a ton of money on the stock market this year. Um, if that's what you're good at and you're an expert in that, go for it. But if you if that's not what you're good at and you have a full-time job and you have a family and you don't have time to, to day trade or whatever you call it, uh, that's probably not an option for you. But real estate is a great option because it's very steady. It's very predictable. Uh, it's much less volatile than the stock market. Um, and in a down economy, rentals are in more demand than they are in a great economy. So a great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can dwell in and partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you one to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got the amazing Alexander Cruz with us today. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Ola. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, so let's, you know, jump right into it, right? We were just joking before the call. You're, you know, based in Maryland. You used to live in Maryland. Love that. Love that state. Love that. Love the city and Baltimore. So... Um, just tell us a little bit more about who you are, Alex, and kind of what you do and what you've been doing lately, actually. Sure. Yeah. So um, originally from Baltimore, uh, I left for college, but I came back uh, right after college and I've been here ever since. So um, I ended up working in real estate right out of college, kind of by chance. Um, and a couple of years later, I'm, I'm really abbreviating the story here, but a couple of years later, I, I met my current business partner. Uh, we've been working together now for about seven years. Um, we run, we own and run a uh, real estate investment company here in Baltimore. Um, our backstory is that we we were in the fix and flip business for for the majority of those years. Uh, we then kind of shifted our focus into the rental business, so we started to buy and renovate rental properties. Um, and then our latest evolution, which happened last year, uh, we're now over a year into it was that we still buy and renovate rental properties, but now we sell them once they're finished to investors from all over the country uh, under the turnkey model. So we provide fully renovated turnkey rentals that we then uh, maintain property management of uh, for, for the new owners. So uh, we buy, renovate, uh, sell, and then manage rental properties. So uh, we have about 380 properties under management in Baltimore now. Um, we're adding anywhere between 10 and 15 every month. Awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of like the bra, but with the S in the middle there. So I, yeah, I really, really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think let's try to go back a little bit. I, I think you touched on it, but let's kind of unpack that a little bit. You, you said you, you obviously went to college and then you came back, but kind of what was your first deal? And more importantly, kind of go back a little bit more. Why go into real estate? Yeah, so this is uh, 2011. Uh, honestly, I got home from college. I didn't have a job. So um, coincidentally, my parents were about to list their house for sale. And they brought a, a local broker out. Uh, she had been in the business for many years, probably 20, 25 years at this point. Um, very experienced and, and still did, does today, even this many years later, a very large volume of business. So uh, she just so happened to have a vacancy uh, in the role of her assistant. So my first job in real estate was being the broker's assistant. Um, and she had me to get licensed and uh, that's how I got started. So I, I did that for my first year. Um, I had a small salary and got to make some little bit of commission on top. Um, I hated being an assistant, but I loved real estate really fast. Like it was fast. It was exciting. Every day is a little bit different. Uh, there's always, you know, phone calls flying, people getting angry, all kinds of action going on. Um, and to be honest, you know, looking back, I don't even love the, the retail side, like listings and buyers. It's definitely not my passion, uh, but it led me to the investment side where I really fell in love. Um, and then, you know, kind of down this winding road that that's where I am today. So, uh, yeah, it kind of happened by chance. I, I never planned to be in real estate. Um, but something that I, I tell people that really caught my ear, uh, was especially when I was young, I was like 21 or 22 at the time. Um, people in the business that had been there a long time would always say, wow, I wish I started when I was your age. I wish I started when I was younger. Uh, and that, it really stuck with me and, and I've come to realize how true that is. Um, and so I think that's a really cool lesson. So for any young listeners listening, if you're already listening and thinking about it, you're ahead of the, you're ahead of the curve. So that, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I totally can relate to you, um, you know, kind of the retail and the investing side, um, totally, totally different. Um, when, yeah. I was, when I was flipping in Baltimore, I actually worked a little bit, um, you know, with, with the broker because I wanted to basically sell my flips and I would go into the office and I, was, and I just know yeah. that, this is definitely not something I would ever want to do. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, right. just really night and day, right? Um, but, you know, kind of when you were in that position, you know, what did you actually do? So, you know, for those listening on the show, like what did you actually do from, from being an assistant to being an investor? Okay, so the transition was first just from being an assistant to being an agent. So that was like kind of the first jump was going off of a salary uh, and it, it is what you make it like you can make zero dollars or you can make a lot of dollars. Um, so and that's a big mental mental jump for a lot of people. You, you're leaving that security of a salary. Uh, obviously, a lot of people never, never do that. So um, that was kind of step one. Step two, in my case, was uh, getting introduced to my partner. Who and, and when we met, we weren't at a partnership level. When we met, I was really just providing uh, boots on the ground for him. So he had, he's about. 15, 20 years older than I am. Um, he has already had an established business and was creating another one. So at the time he needed somebody who was young and hungry and going to pound the streets. So I provided a value that he didn't have that he needed. And he did the same for me. I didn't have money like he had to invest. So that's how the partnership began. It was really we kind of a yin yang type of thing. Uh, we were able to complement each other very well. Um, so my, not everybody obviously can go 
go meet a potential business partner today. But what you can always do is provide value, especially to people that I'll say have money or, or want to invest. Um, you know, there's certainly a lot of ways to, to partner with people in, in all kinds of different uh, relationships, uh, especially in this side of the business. So you mentioned that you guys were flipping and then you kind of pivoted a little bit into that, like, you know, tanky, um, you know, kind of a uh, business model. When you were flipping, how was that for you? And would you go back to flipping? I'm just curious. Uh, flipping, I mean, we, we certainly had a ton of success with it. Uh, we did a, a lot of homes um, at our peak. We, we were doing over 100 homes in a year uh, with the full project management team that, uh, you know, was, we're running each from start to finish that were our employees. Um, and even now that's what we're doing, except it's we're renovating them to be rentals, which is slightly different than a flip, a little less, um, you know, cosmetic. I don't want to say less rehab because actually we're doing the biggest rehabs we ever have, but it's not as custom, right? You don't need to have like marble tile in the bathroom. We're putting porcelain tile or, or ceramic tile that looks nice, but it's not the high end stuff. You're not doing level five granite or anything like that. Um, so it's a different rehab. You got to build it to last longer uh, than you would on a flip, just different. But, uh, you know, in the fix and flip, would I go back to it? Uh, I think it's all market driven. So, yeah, I mean, we still flip some homes today. It's just a much smaller number. Um, so if you can find the right deals then you know, absolutely. It's all about the deal. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do any deal if it makes sense. Um, but, but yeah, so fix and flip has changed a lot. So uh, just on that note, in 2014 and 15, uh, we could go out and, and walk 10 homes on the M from the MLS, we'll make eight offers and buy one or two. It's very different numbers now. It's, it's super competitive. It's hard to buy stuff on the MLS. Um, you know, if something's priced cheap on the MLS, it's gonna have 10, 15 offers on it. It wasn't like that back then, it was, it was different. Um, so you just kind of have to evolve with the market as it changes. Right. So, okay. That, that's really interesting. You say that. And I guess, I guess another thing that is all probably driving that, especially right now with COVID-19, um, a lot of folks are, you know, trying to move away from, I guess, you know, high density areas and obviously trying sure. to buy a house with a yard or something. So I think that I say extra, um, you know, layer because, you know, you also have other investors trying to buy homes, but now you have retail, yeah. <laughs> you know, folks who are trying to run away from New York City and probably moving, you know, moving to, to Maryland, D.C. area. And then they're also trying to buy a house. So I, I can imagine that's yeah. affected you guys somewhat as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the inventory levels are the smallest that they've been uh, in. A, I don't even know how long. I couldn't tell you how many years. I've, I've never seen them this low. Again, I've only been in since 2011. Um, my partner has been in real estate since 2004 and he's never seen it like this. So it's a really crazy time for, for sure. And, uh, we definitely had no idea it was going to end up like this this year. Yeah. And that's really interesting though. I like, you know, to maybe talk about a little bit how the pandemic has affected your businesses and, you know, like, do you guys, are you guys seeing a lot of, you know, folks from other parts of the country really looking to buy tonkies in, you know, Tonky Renos, you know, in places like Baltimore, you know, how has that kind of been for yeah. you guys? Because typically, uh, you know, from what I think of Tonkies is folks that are, that have high paying jobs, like in California, and they want to invest in somewhere like Ohio or Maryland or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in general, our, our Turkey investors definitely, uh, in general, for the most part, are, are employed, they have a high paying job, 
Uh, they have some capital set aside that they even specifically want to invest in real estate, but uh, they work full time. They live in an expensive area a lot of the times, not every time, some, some of them don't. Um, but most of the time, it doesn't quite make sense to purchase rental properties where they live. The numbers don't make sense. The prices are too high. There's no cash flow. Like, what's the point of a rental that doesn't cash flow? Um, so we have a huge demand and it's increased this year. Uh, I think a lot of that definitely has to do with the, the pandemic. Um, you know, there are, are some people that have made a ton of money on the stock market this year. Um, if that's what you're good at and you're an expert in that, go for it. But if you if that's not what you're good at and you have a full-time job and you have a family and you don't have time to, to day trade or whatever you call it, uh, that's probably not an option for you. But real estate is a great option because it's very steady. It's very predictable. Uh, it's much less volatile than the stock market. Um, and in a down economy, rentals are in more demand than they are in a great economy. So, uh, but in a great economy, your, your property value is probably, so it's a win-win. There's a ton of reasons why uh, people want to invest in real estate and they want affordable rental properties. Um, so that's, you know, we, we've definitely felt that it's just continued to increase. Uh, we actually have a waiting list of, of buyers right now that, that want to purchase properties from us. So uh, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and it's awesome, you know, being a Baltimore guy, and I know you understand this, uh, to have such a demand from people out of state, uh, it feels good. I mean, it, it makes you proud. Yeah, and that's interesting. And, you know, if, if I were to kind of go over the fence and say, hey, you know, somebody might be thinking, hey, why, why would I want you guys to buy a property for me? Why don't I just go buy myself? You know, what are your thoughts, you know, to that? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, if you can go buy it yourself, you should. Um, but a lot, everybody that buys from us for, especially for turnkey, they, they can't, again, they live in another area, uh, or even if they live local, they don't know how to rehab a house, let alone a, a full blown rehab. Some of these homes need a full gut. Um, you know, most people don't have the knowledge or the comfort level to do that. We're very fortunate. We've, we've done it already. We've done it for years. We have a lot of experience. We have a very experienced construction team, uh, that doesn't even phase them, but you know, I can picture a lot of new investors or people that haven't done it before walking up to a house that needs everything. It's scary. Uh, you know, if, if you don't live in that world. So, um, and then the last part of it is, is property management. If many people do not want rentals because they're afraid to property manage, which I understand. Um, if you're not an experienced property manager and you know nothing about it, you're probably not going to have a good time. There's a lot of little rules, a lot of little nuances, things you can and can't do. Uh, you know, ways that people are, are trying to get one over on you. Um, so as you're experienced and you know these things and you know what to look out for, it's second nature. It's not a problem. But if you're brand new and you've never done it, uh, to, to combine all of that is pretty daunting. So again, for a new investor or somebody that has a full-time job to find a house to buy, then to renovate the house, then to place a tenant and properly manage them, that's a lot of different fields of expertise that they're trying to pull together. So uh, that's why they buy from us because we, we have all those expertise. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. So I, I think I want to jump back a little bit. Yeah. If I'm a kid, you know, I'm in my twenties or whatever, I just got out of college. I, I want to kind of replicate what, you know, Alex has done. I think you mentioned a little bit like, you know, providing value, but you know, what can I really do to, to get started? You know, I get, I get tons of messages and bigger pockets and Instagram, like, Hey, I want to get started. What should I do? And, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, it's not a one size fits all answer, except for step one. Step one is you have to learn. Uh, 
Um, there are so many different little niches inside of real estate investing and so many things you can do. The first thing you need to do is just learn a little bit about each of them, figure out what you're like uh, and potentially what you can afford. Some people have different access to different amounts of capital and, and things like that, or, or locally people that they can borrow money from to invest. Um, so that's kind of step two is, is really narrowing down which niche makes sense for you. Uh, there are certainly several things in, in investing that you can do with little to no money. And then there's other things that certainly require a lot of money. So um, I think once you learn and then select what kind of niche you're going to dial in on, at that point, you need, to, you need to surround yourself with people that are in it and they're good at it. Um, I wouldn't partner with somebody who's brand new. You're just going to make the same mistakes together. Uh, but if you can find a mentor, I'm not saying you have to even pay for a mentor, but if you can find a mentor, there's plenty of them online. Uh, there's plenty of podcasts. There's plenty of other guys that will tell you exactly what they do and how they do it. Uh, because what's cool about real estate investing in, in this community is people are very collaborative. It's not like they're keeping trade secrets. Um, it's not rocket science. Like it, it, there are no secrets. It, it's, <laughs> it's just finding what works best for you uh, and, and probably specifically in your market. So uh, my biggest advice is to learn. And then uh, after maybe six or 10 months or whatever the number is, when you really think you understand it, uh, you got to figure out how to get into action. Uh, a lot of people have really have that paralysis analysis or whatever you want to call it. Like they just get stuck thinking about it. At some point you got to jump and you got to go. Um, and then my last piece of advice is what after you jump, and this is true, I have found in any aspect of real estate, whether it's investing or retail, if you're going to be an agent, and there's no shame in being an agent. A lot of people are good at that and not good at investing. So uh, got to, again, you got to figure out what you're good at. Um, but my, my point is everybody wants to quit at some point. They hit that wall and things aren't going well. They've made some mistakes. Um, they're feeling exposed. Maybe they even lost money. I mean, it happens. You could lose money in a deal. And they think, oh, this isn't for me. I'm going to quit. Uh, plenty of people quit, but plenty of people don't quit, fight through it, and then become much more successful. Um, so it happened to me. I, I, there were several times, especially early in my career, that I, I almost quit. Uh, I was pretty lucky that my, my dad was out to dinner with me, and I was telling him I was thinking about it. He's like, why? I mean, you're young. You don't have any kids. Like, just hang in there. Go for it. Keep, keep fighting through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, probably, that was probably eight or nine years ago now. So... Um, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Now, you know, now, yeah. Now I'm on your podcast. So I guess <laughs> <out>. <laughs> they say success is somebody that gets up one more time after they get knocked down. So I think people don't That's realize it. that it's that resiliency and that persistency that actually takes you to, to, you know, to success. Really appreciate that. Um, you know, I wish that we could keep going and going, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions um, requiring quick answers. You ready, sir? I'm ready, go ahead. All right, first question. What makes Alex unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy and the next girl? Okay, um, you know, I, I, don't, I say this very humbly, but um, I have been through a lot of adversity in my life, uh, in, in my own personal, and then also in my family. Um, so I think that's made me very resilient and, and tough when, when situations happen and, th and things are going south. Um, I'm, I'm very calm. Like a lot of people sometimes panic or, or just get all over the place. I'm extremely calm through for any kind of major situation. And it's, you know, uh, 
shit's going to happen. It's all about how you respond to it. So uh, I think that that makes me a little bit unique. And that's part of why I've been successful. Awesome. Awesome. Second question. What was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing that you picked up from the book? Uh, so I'm not finished it, but uh, our leadership team in our company right now is reading the gold standard. Uh, it's written by, I don't know the name. It's about the Ritz Carlton and, and their experience and their culture. Um, and the point of the book is that the, the five star experience that they have, it's not just about being a fancy hotel. It's about a culture of service and how that's implemented throughout their business. And everybody in the company knows it, whether they're a maintenance tech or a COO, they know what it means and they, they wear it every day. So uh, I'm really into this book. I think it could be uh, a big change in our company culture. Uh, not that we have a bad culture by any means, but I think it's gonna take us to the next level. No, I really like that. Yeah, I have to check that out myself. Final question. You obviously, you're busy, you run the business, you got you know, a portfolio of 380 homes, you, you're a very busy guy. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Uh, real estate is fun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am uh, Good answer. I'm super into cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really into cars. It's, it's my, my favorite hobby. I, I love to, to read about them. I love to drive them. I uh, go to car shows, go to car meetups. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've, I've always been a fanatic. So uh, cars are my thing for sure. Uh, and then, of course, Ravens football. Uh, I'm a big Ravens fan. Go Ravens. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. If there's somebody, uh, you know, listening to us, I'm, we have a ton, you know, of listeners and, and viewership in, in, in Maryland, obviously, because I used to live in Maryland. Um, maybe yeah. a Ravens fan want to want to connect with you. Maybe, you know, someone, someone else anywhere in the country. What's the best place people can reach out, get to know you more, get connected with you? Sure. Our website is a super easy way. Uh, you go to crofmaryland.com. Uh, so again, CR, the word of OF, and then Maryland, which is spelled out, .com. Uh, you click on the turnkey properties link on the left-hand side. That'll flip you over to that page. You can click sign up or contact us. Uh, it'll end up, right, end up right in my inbox. Uh, that's the easiest way to get through. Alex, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.